We started talking about where is America in the last days. And you know there's a, there's a significant debate about is America in Bible prophecy at all. Uh, most uh, prophecy teachers tend to lean toward not much if they are. And I would be one of those who believe there's not a lot said about America but I will tell you, and tonight we uh, should probably uh, get to what I call some clues about actually where America might be, uh, because I do think uh, there may be an indication of America in uh, Bible uh, prophecy, but uh, I have to tell you this, not good. Uh, so, um, you know, we'd like to say, oh, America's going to be, America's going to be a hero and, and that sort of stuff, but it really isn't good. But... Um, uh, one of the things that uh, we talked about last week, some of the, the reasons America may not factor heavily into Bible prophecy. And we said uh, maybe we have had an economic collapse, which is very possible. Uh, and we may not have the, the economic muscle. Does that make sense to be a player on the world scene? It's hard for us to imagine that because we're the wealthiest nation on the, on the globe right now. But you know, we've all seen how fast things can turn. Hello? And um, yeah, there are new things developing. For example, we're hearing about cryptocurrencies a lot more. Bitcoin, I talked to you about that last week. And uh, blockchain is a method, by the way, of tracking you. Uh, blockchain is a, a method by which I use cryptocurrency to, to track you. That is coming and uh, other nations are starting to talk, China is uh, one of them, starting to talk about, well, we'll just create our own cryptocurrency, which will render money as we know it um, pointless. Now, it does, I didn't just say you'll lose your money, but it will be uh, at some point in the future, which is biblical, by the way, where you remember the scripture says, if you don't have the mark of the beast, you'll not be able to um, buy or sell how would they know that? Well, if, 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 if we're operating by a cryptocurrency which identifies us, uh, they can easily uh, restrict us uh, in our purchasing and those sorts of things. I think it'll be used, among other things, to control the population, control people, and, um, but uh, it could be an economic uh, collapse. It could be, we talked about an EMP, you know, I talked about an electromagnetic pulse. Uh, a bomb could be exploded or several of them. We have three power grids and if um, an electromagnetic pulse bomb goes off, guess what it does? It fries all the electrical things. And uh, so your car wouldn't start, your, your uh, power wouldn't work. Uh, and when that happens, chaos erupts. Uh, as you, uh, you can't get uh, supply chains, don't work. Uh, everything is, is computerized now. Uh, that's why your car wouldn't crank. Believe it or not, your car is a rolling computer these days. And so it, all of that stuff gets fried. Uh, unless you've got a, probably a 1960s era pickup truck uh, or something like that, you're probably not going to be hitting the road. Uh, but at any rate, the point is it fries everything that's electronic, your phone, your television, the computers, all, it, it cooks them. And this is not a fantasy, this is a reality. Uh, I, I, and I think I shared with you last week that there are already concerns about China's 
advancement in this particular area with intentional plans, intelligence tells us, uh, to, to do just that. Uh, there are some, now I'm going to be real careful here, but there are some who believe that uh, a COVID was released uh, they're now finding out it was created in the lab. It, it, didn't, get, it didn't get shipped out through the Wuhan market uh, or the wet markets, um, but was, was uh, released uh, on purpose. You have to understand something. China doesn't care about their people. They let a million of them die. It wouldn't bother them a bit. I mean, they have a long... A historically bad track record on human rights. So if they have to sacrifice a million people, they don't care. If they can induce something that uh, would create vulnerabilities in powerful nations. And uh, so there are some who believe that. I, I, uh, I happen to be one that believes that this is bigger than just, oops, and, uh, and did you know, by the way, that uh, uh, last week um, it was reported that we have put uh, a major carrier fleets up and down our east and west coast? Somebody spooked about something. And uh, in particular, the west coast was beef beefed up. Guess what's west of the west coast, China. And there's been tensions already out in, in, in the waters in the last uh, three or four months. So there are some who believe that COVID wasn't just an accident. Now, it's real. It's re I've had it. But that, that there's more orchestration behind it than we know and to create vulnerabilities or to see if they can create vulnerabilities in powerful nations, Europe, uh, uh, the U.S. And uh, there are all kinds of crazy theories I don't have time to get into, um, and some of them are just that they're crazy. But the point is that uh, perhaps uh, there are things uh, setting up to try to make America vulnerable so that America could, could be uh, overrun in some, some level or could be taken out as a player in things. Uh, I'll share some other things. So we talked about that. Cyber attacks. Uh, you know, just yesterday it was reported that our government uh, computers have been hacked. Um, and uh, in this case by Russia. How interesting if, in fact, uh, that occurred. And now you don't know what to believe and what not to believe. But um, for the first time, I guess, in modern history, Russia and China are forming alliances. They have always despised one another and have always been a potential uh, uh, threat, enemy threat to each other. But now they're forming an alliance. Did y'all know that? And so, uh, who knows, maybe it could be a cyber uh, attack. And then, what about this? Uh, we, we don't want to probably think about this, but what about a nuclear attack? Um, the odds... Uh, of a terrorist nuclear attack on the continental U U.S. within the next decade are now placed at 50-50. And experts have now warned that a nuclear strike on the U.S. is more likely than not. 
It's more likely than not. And by the way, if a terrorist group gets one, you can, I'll guarantee you they're going to try to detonate it in the U.S., whether it's a small tactical nuclear device. And think about this. So let, let's say they have a, what they call a, a suitcase or, or a backpack nuclear device. What happens if they explode that in, say, Washington, D.C.? It wipes out at least the seat of government. Now, I, I, I don't know for a fact, but I, I know they do have uh, duplicate uh, government establishments where in, in the event of something like that where they can set up a makeshift government, but it becomes a militarily uh, operated uh, government. You can imagine, what if uh, Congress is in session and a nuclear device goes off? Uh, it's over. Uh, think about that. Uh, and, and listen, it's not like, oh, that, that blew up a bunch of buildings. No, no, because you can't inhabit, you can't even inhabit that region, they tell us, for 100 years or more. What if uh, such a device uh, were to go off in New York City? And isn't it interesting, and I'm going to come to that in just a, uh, a, a bit, but isn't it interesting that all the major attacks that we've experienced by terrorism have been in New York City, pretty much, by and large, right? There's a reason, I believe, for that that we'll talk about. Uh, so it could be a nuclear attack. Just yesterday morning, in my, in my Wall Street Journal, this section under World News, this was the headline section, Tehran accelerates uranium enrichment. New nuclear activity exceeds deals limits and speeds up timetable to produce a weapon. And Iran has said that Israel doesn't deserve to exist. You know that. They said, in fact, they should be wiped off the planet and the, uh, and the memory of their name erased forever. Now, we still have, I don't know how long it'll take before... Uh, before some in our government try to pull us out of any kind of relationship with Israel, uh, every time we've had a, a moderate to left uh, government, they have tried to break up our alliance with Israel. Now that, that is a concern to me because the Bible says, I will bless those who bless Israel and I will curse those who curse Israel. And the only reason they didn't do it in the previous um, general, uh, uh, administration was because the outcry of people uh, was still so loud, they realized they couldn't, they couldn't uh, just cut off support of Israel. America couldn't just cut off support of Israel. You know, the, the war of Ezekiel 38-39 that we talked about a few weeks ago is going to happen there. What if America can't come to the aid God is going to? but because we have said, no, we have severed our ties with Israel. And that's a very real possibility. Uh, and you know what Iran calls Israel? They call Israel the little Satan. And they call America the great Satan. And uh, uh, so, and by the way, did you know Islam believes that they have the responsibility to start uh, the final war of humanity. Did you know they b believe that? Because they believe that's the only way their 12th iman, which is a kind of a spiritual messiah to them, that's the only way they can usher him in 
to power is if they create a catastrophic uh, uh, war, to end, the, the war to end all wars kind of thing. And so they believe they have, to, they have to initiate that. And that makes it all the more spooky when you know they're working on nuclear weapons. And if you go read First Peter that talks about what looks like a nuclear assault, um, perhaps globally, but uh, th that's yesterday in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, now, I, this probably doesn't surprise anybody uh, because uh, I, my guess is that they've been working on these even when they said they weren't working on these. But now, and now they'll be more aggressive because they don't have, a, they have an administration that's already said, we're going to reconnect with our partnership with you. And um, so... Uh, it, it could be, uh, and I hope not, but it could be a nuclear attack that takes us out. Stanford University studies concluded that a child today has a 10% chance of dying in a nuclear war. Wow. Um, then, uh, what else could render us ineffective um, uh, down the road? How about this? Chemical weapons. Um, it could be something chemical that, that uh, the enemy surprises us with or use. I'm going to read an interesting quote to you a little bit later on. But, or then how about this just uh, 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 not necessarily a nuclear attack but a catastrophic war of some kind. Uh, China, Russia, the Arab coalition that we've talked about already. Here's an article that I uh, clipped out of the Washington Examiner. And here, here was the title of this article. Can America win the next big war? And it's not optimistic, by the way. But the article is about can we win the next big war? And uh, so uh, it's getting interesting. Uh, another article that I, I, I clipped, B-52s fly over the Persian Gulf as complex attacks from Iran now feared. Um, wow, and this article is about, about that very thing, about we're mobilizing. Uh, they said, uh, I think, four times in the last two or three weeks, we have sent our B-52 bombers from out of Montana, I believe is where they're based, Montana or maybe it's North or South Dakota, and we've sent them all the way over and flown over the Persian Gulf with them to try to say, we're, we're ready. If you try anything, we're ready. And, of course, you know Iran in recent days has threatened uh, to kill the president. Um, so um, all of these things may or may not factor in. I don't know, but I'll tell you this. You ought to keep your antenna up. Hello? There is, there is kind of a global tension right now in a lot of different ways. So perhaps it is a, some kind of a catastrophic war that cause, uh, renders America... Uh, ineffective in these final days. Um, what about this? I pulled out some of my notes, my study notes from five or six years ago. And I put this down in my notes. It could be a massive plague or pandemic. This was long before COVID was on the scene. Initiated through water or air that could eliminate 
America's economy uh, and international influence. That's a little spooky. I wrote that seven years ago. What about a plague, a pandemic? Will this one do it? I don't know uh, that it will, but I think it should give us, it, it brings a little bit of sobriety to us, doesn't it? When you think about its effects, it's certainly. Um, I, I heard yesterday that 49% of the small businesses in San Francisco have had to shut down and will never reopen. Well, and that's, a, that's just one example of, of the economic impact uh, all over the country. So the solution has been stimulus in which they just print more money and send it to you. <laughs> now, uh, by the way, I'm not going to turn mine down. But I will say this. That's a spooky economic thing. Because what it reflects. And... Uh, Essentially, our economic system right now is based on nothing but confidence. It's not based on gold. It used to be, but uh, right now we don't have enough gold to sustain the amount of currency that we have in circulation. And uh, it was President Nixon who took us off the gold standard. And basically, uh, we just agreed that we would say those green pieces of paper, that's worth something. Um, and uh, they've managed, the Federal Reserve and some of these have managed to honestly trick us for decades to believe that if you've got that, there's something really that makes it valuable. But honestly, from a very a, a purist viewpoint, there's nothing underneath those dollars. And that's why, th that's why you have inflation. And so it could be something, it could be a pandemic, it could be something like that that shuts the economy down. There are conspiracy theorists who believe that the, the goal is to get the people so dependent on the government that they can then control them. And one of the ways that uh, uh, a, a, a totalitarian kind of uh, governmental process is to... Um, to uh, uh, affect the economy, essentially destroy the economy so that the people look to the government and say, you've got to take care of us. And, um, and there are some who say that part of the COVID thing is a mechanism of creating greater and greater control and dependency. I, you do what you want with that. I'm just reporting it uh, to you. But these are all possible scenarios. Uh, I guess there could be other things, but they're all possible scenarios that could cause America to be marginalized or, frankly, not in, uh, existent uh, and or, at best, irrelevant in the last days uh, of what the Scripture talks about. Or, or could it be that America is, is involved in the sequence of the last days. I think it's highly likely. And um, I, I believe the answer is actually yes. There's a growing number of prophecy experts that believe that Babylon, as mentioned in Isaiah and Jeremiah and Revelation 17 and 18, uh, is actually America. 
Um, and I have to tell you, uh, I think it's one of two things. A mystery Babylon is referred to in, which is obviously symbolic, uh, and the prophets. A growing number saying this is symbolic. There, for many years, there were people who said, uh, in the last days, Babylon will rise, you remember, and it's going to be actually the old Babylon and that sort of thing. But more and more are moving away from that, and I think with good, credible reason, and we're going to look at that and some clues as to why that may be the case. But uh, I'm one of those who have for a long time, before I heard anybody else talking about, about it doesn't mean they weren't. It, uh, it wasn't original with me at all. That's not what I mean. But I had long ago thought to, the Babylon of the last days isn't going to be Babylon as we knew it historically in the Middle East. I believe it is either America or New York City. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to give you some clues that have caused me to believe that that could be the case. And, again, a growing number of uh, folks. Now, uh, the, the two views are the historical Babylon. Okay, uh, Some hold that uh, the prophets wrote only of the calamity of a historical Babylon and then referenced associated with the time of Christ's return and and fulfilled prophecies, uh, the rise of the ancient Babylon. The problem with that is there's, there's too much symbolism in that. You know, there's some things that are very clear when you study Scripture that are very literal and literally clear. And then there are many things when you, when you study uh, the Bible, and particularly prophecy, that are, uh, that are symbolic. And so you have to really understand, is that, a, is that symbolic? Is that allegorical or is that literal? Is that a literal thing? And you have both. I, I think I've told you before, in prophecy we have something unusual. We call it apocalyptic dualism. Apocalyptic dualism means this, that there is, there, let's take a prophet in the Old Testament and he prophesies something that's going to happen typically it would relate to Israel. So the prophet says this right, I'm not even up there, am I? Let me get up there. Uh, okay. Uh, so the prophet makes this prophecy right here, and it has to do with Israel. And we can look back and we can see in some historic context, we can see where what the prophet said would happen to them actually happened to them historically. All right? But then it also has a very obvious uh, connection to the last days. So what we do is we say it's not either or, it's both and. There was a literal expression of that that occurred historically, and there is an expression of that that will happen in the final days as well. All right? So we call that apocalyptic dualism. It ha it's one prophecy, but it has two expressions. Does that make sense? And so we see that a lot when we study this mystery Babylon or a term that's sometimes used in Scripture, the daughter of Babylon, um, and uh, that will rise up. And so... Uh, uh, most, most all prophecy teachers are agreed about this concept, this dual, dualism, that there is an expression of it 
that followed the prophecy in that era, and then there is a, an apocalyptic expression of it yet to come. Does that make sense? So it's not either or, it's both and. There'll be two expressions, but in different contexts, in different settings. And, um, and, and, and I'll give you another example. From time to time, we'll, we'll see the idea of the Antichrist. But it's not the Antichrist. Um, it, is, it is the Antichrist spirit. We'll see that. In other words, the same spirit, that means uh, from hell, the devil himself, uh, is behind something. The Antichrist Christian spirit or the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist. But the day is coming when there will be the manifestation of the definite article, the Antichrist. Okay? So that he will become the manifest. Actually, it will be the personification of, of evil. And so, but there's also the influence of the, the spirit of the Antichrist through the ages. And you can look back and see that in people like Hitler, Nero, the same kind of uh, uh, evil that worked through them uh, is the same kind of evil that will personify in, in this final anti-Christian emperor, the Antichrist. Am I clear on that? Yeah. Look, if you have any questions, stop uh, along the way. I don't mind trying to answer some because a lot of this can be kind of confusing. Okay. All right. So, there's historical Babylon and there is last days Babylon, all right? And the last days Babylon we refer to as mystery Babylon or, or the daughter of Babylon. And by the way, I will use those terms interchangeably. So don't get confused. If I say the daughter of Babylon and then a minute later I say mystery Babylon, I'm talking about the same last days Babylon, okay? And so you have the historical Babylon, then you have the eschatological Babylon. Uh, uh, Babylon, and, and, uh, and that's the one that will arise. I believe, along again, I'm in very good company with a lot of folks, that, that uh, the, the last days Babylon is actually either America, I think more narrowly defined, it may be America, but I think more narrowly defined it is New York City. Uh, so what are the clues that the Bible gives us uh, about this? And uh, I, wanna, I want us to, uh, we won't get through all of them tonight, but I want us to look at these over the next couple of weeks, these clues. So here's where you need your Bible. Take your Bible and open up to Jeremiah 50. Jeremiah 50 and 51 are two chapters that uh, talk about uh, Babylon. And so I'm going to give you these clues. Let me find my pencil here again. I'm going to give you these clues. So clue number, uh, clue number one as to who Mystery Babylon is, is found in Jeremiah 50 and verse 12. That's clue number one. What is it? Well, let's look at verse 12. Okay, so you're going to need your Bibles in the next uh, couple of weeks as we go through these. Um, well, let's back up and um, look at verse 11. Though you rejoice, uh, though you exult, O plunderers of my heritage, though you frolic like a heifer in the pasture and nigh like stallions, 
your mother, now that's, an, that's important, to your mother shall be utterly shamed, and she who bore you shall be disgraced. What is this clue talking about? He's talking about what, the daughter of Babylon. Uh, and they're, they're given these human qualities, by the way, and you'll see that in Revelation 17 and 18. Uh, and he says you, you've plundered in those last days when... Um, uh, there'll be this world influence by um, this place. Uh, it says, but you've plundered my people, and which is consistent again with some last times uh, events of the tribulation period. And you frolicked about, you've, you've uh, rejoiced in it. And then says, your mother shall be utterly shamed. Well, a daughter and a mother are not the same thing, right? Uh, that's why uh, uh, he, that's why we don't believe he's talking about the historical Babylon, but which he's saying the historical Babylon will, is shamed by the mystery Babylon or the daughter of Babylon uh, activity. All right. Uh, so, uh, and by the way, you have to go all the way back to Genesis to to first see where. Uh, Babylon is associated with a, another personification of evil, a ruler named Nimrod. And uh, that's a whole other matter we won't get into. But uh, ancient Babylon is never mentioned as having a mother itself. But in this case, it is called a mother. Didn't have a mother, called a mother, and that has a daughter that daughter, uh, uh, you know, will often reflect the very traits and characteristics and nature of her mother. And so he says right there, your mother shall be utterly shamed, uh, the mother who bore you. And it points to the fact that the mother uh, is still existent. Ancient Babylon, whatever name you want to call it, Baghdad or whatever you want to call it, still exists. Um, but uh, uh, this points to the relationship, many believe, between the mother and the daughter, in this case, between America and Britain. America was birthed out of Britain. And uh, so um, it, it reminds us that, uh, that Britain would be shamed by the actions of the daughter. That's what uh, some uh, tell us. Now, uh, Bab Babylon is mentioned again and again and again in the scriptures by the prophets, but the daughter of Babylon or mystery Bab Babylon seems to clearly be associated with an empire and a superpower in the final days or the final age. Uh, in this chapter, Jeremiah 50 and Jeremiah 51, there are almost 100 verses, uh, most of which could not apply to ancient Babylon. Okay, that's why we say it's not talking about the ancient city of Babylon, but the last day's city of Babylon. All right, I got time for one more. Let me give you a second clue as to who this is. And, um, and that's found in the same chapter, uh, verse uh, 23, 50 and verse 23. 
And it says this, How the hammer of the whole earth is cut down and broken. How Babylon has become a horror among the nations. Uh, here, Mystery Babylon is referred to as the hammer of the world. And uh, meaning that it's called the shots. Uh, and the fact is, America has often been referred to as the world's policeman, right? Um, no other nation is close to America in terms of military spending and uh, protection. Uh, America has, I, I, this may not be the exact figure now, somewhere in the neighborhood of 850 military bases around the world. Nobody else has that. So, uh, it calls Babylon the hammer of the whole earth, referring to its control and its, its kind of authority over uh, the globe at that time. Um, listen to, I told you I was going to give you a quote here. Listen to this quote. This was by Osama bin Laden when he described America. Listen to what he said, and I quote, To preface, I say, despite America being the greatest economic poser, and possessing the most powerful and up-to-date military arsenal um, possible, and despite its spending on this war, talking about the war with them uh, and its army, more than the entire world spends on its armies, and despite it being the major state influencing the policies of the world, there it is, hammer of the world, as if it has a monopoly on the, uh, on the unjust right of veto. Despite all of this, and listen to this statement he makes. So he says, so America spends more than anybody else. America has the strongest military. America uh, is one of the great economic powers, if not the greatest economic power in the world. And on and on he goes, he said. But he ends by saying, despite all of this, 19 of our young men were able, by the grace of Allah, the Most High, to change the direction of America's compass. Wow. You get that? He said, no matter what they, we, 19 of our young men brought them down to their knees. And it was true, right? I mean, on some level at that time. So uh, this passage says right here how the hammer of the whole earth is cut down and broken. Well, no other nation has the kind of economic influence that America has. American currency is still the standard for all world currency. You, you do know that. Uh, which is why some nations like China and Russia are eager to go to a cryptocurrency because it'll, it will remove America as the standard bearer for uh, economics. It's why prior to even hearing about cryptocurrencies, you were hearing about a, the need for just a global currency. The euro tried to become that in the Confederation of European Union, but then they began to argue we need a broader currency uh, that covers everybody. Uh, Russia was pressing that big time, got voted down, by the way. China was pressing it big time. Let's go to a global currency. Well, we're going to end up, the Bible teaches at some point in time, there will be a global currency, but it may not be physical. I think it's going to be something like these current cryptocurrencies or some variation of that. So no nation has the resources of wealth the U.S. 
does. And so the, the enemies of the U.S. want to reduce uh, America's economy. Um, and, and then think about this. Anytime there's a crisis in the world, the world looks to America to fix it. Right? And by the way, isn't it interesting when there is a crisis, no matter what the America pours in financially, they are criticized for not doing enough. Um, and in the final empire, uh, I think it'll happen in two phases. Uh, um, I think there'll be this, this world empire that eventually um, is undermined by an anti-Christian empire uh, in the end. Okay, uh, those are two clues. I've got several more that get a little more specific, and especially as we get into Revelations uh, 17, and then we're going to go a bit beyond that in terms of America's role in, in the final days. But So now you know, if you've been in these sessions long enough and wondered, uh, is America there? I think America is. I just don't think America is the way we want her to be. And, um, but I do think she is. You'll see more specifically why I refer to her with others as Mystery Babylon. And perhaps even, and I think um, it's safe to say that New York City may be the epicenter of that whole thing. Uh, by the way... Uh, New York, you know, is considered the economic uh, capital of the world. For commerce, for trading, everything kind of comes and goes. New York has, has control over that. It's one of the reasons terrorists always attack there because they see it as the representation of the economic might of America. And they know something. They know if you can bring down the American economy, you can bring America down. And we know that too, right? Everything changes. So let's stop there with clue number two. We'll pick back up uh, next week with clue uh, number three. And um, so this Sunday, uh, I'm going to do my second message in the series, and it's kind of, again, a foundational message on um, our new series about myths that lead to misbelief. And the message is entitled, The Battle for Your Mind battle for your mind. I hope you'll be here for that Sunday morning. All right. Uh, any questions about anything uh, that we've talked about? It's a lot of information. Sometimes I have to tell you, I've got so much information, it's hard to connect all the dots. So I hope it's not so scattered it didn't make sense for you. But uh, are there any questions tonight before we go? All right. Is there anyone here, and you're not sure if you died, you'd go, you'd go to heaven and you'd, like to, you'd say, hey, I'd like to settle that issue. Anybody? Slip your hand up. We can take care of that. Anybody here say, uh, I am a believer, but I need a church home or family, and I want Ridgecrest uh, to be that family? Anyone? All right. By the way, our resident Pennsylvanians showed up Sunday. They're back from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh and um, are, are back, and it's so good to see you guys. They've been... Y'all have been tuned in to us, haven't you? Didn't you tell me you've been tuned in watching? And, uh, and so I'm trying to persuade them just to stay here. Don't go back to Pittsburgh. Amen. <laughs> Especially right now, right? Uh, but they were telling me that the lockdown there is so severe up there. And, um, but at any rate, welcome back 
good to have you here. We, again, uh, you know what, we may lock you down so you can't go back to Pittsburgh, all right? Um, okay, I want to lead us uh, in closing prayer here tonight. And uh, then after that, as you leave the building, if you have an extra buck or two, uh, you can drop that in the, well, the buckets are out in the, in the uh, foyer area. And you can drop that in the bucket if you have it. And then we're going to use that uh, to uh, help benevolent needs. Let me give you one other thing of encouragement. With all the stuff that's going on, always be looking for what God is doing, the good stuff that God is doing. You know the Reach the World offering that we did? We are now at about $117,000. So we blew away the goal. And all of that goes to World Mission. So, um, and, uh, so just want you to, to know thank you for giving so generously to that. You blessed, you blessed a whole bunch of missionaries and you blessed a whole bunch of ministries with that. And I, I'm so uh, proud of you for doing that. So, Lord Jesus, we do thank you. There's good in the midst of turmoil because you're a good God and you still do and are doing uh, great things. And, Lord, we know that nothing that has happened uh, recently uh, has taken you by surprise. You're every bit as in control as ever. Help us, Lord, whatever your word or your message to us is. Help us to get it. And, Lord, I pray that you will build us up and that you will equip us. And, Father, that you'll help us, as Bob prayed, to make sure our house is built on the rock. We don't know what's coming. We don't want anything, God. We, we really don't, and you know that. But, God, whatever may come, uh, Father, maybe little, maybe much, we just don't know. But whatever may come, uh, if it comes, help us, uh, Father, to be firmly founded so that we can face whatever adversity comes our way, whether that's personally or corporately or nationally, uh, so that we can uh, help others know the joy of knowing you uh, as Savior. We love you. Thank you for our time tonight. I thank you for our family at Ridgecrest. Bless them, I pray, as they go. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and you're dismissed.